this is, uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but we're, we're, we've got podcasts active, right? So, uh, you know, we're, we're really, we're getting back out there, guys. And I bet it'll move, actually, because I think God's in that. I think part of when we came back here, there was a sense of it's time for us to come out of, of hiding uh, and come out of the shell, and this is a part of it. God is saying that it's time for what I'm doing in this house to be accessible to uh, outside of this house. Uh, so I'm excited about, about this. Uh, let me pray real quick. Let's bow our heads. Father, we just thank you just for all that you've been doing in this house tonight as we can gathered together. I thank you that your spirit's not dependent on a man to be working, but you have been so at work since this gathering even started. And we just, we continue to come into your work, participating with you, yielding to you, letting you do what's on your heart to do tonight. And I pray, Lord, that as uh, you have uh, assigned me to share tonight, I pray, Lord, I will not be uh, speaking what's not of you, but instead that you would be filling my mind and my heart and my mouth with your words, that all of our hearts will be ready to receive uh, from you, uh, just to let you speak. Jesus, speak. Your name we pray. Uh, Revelation 4. I'm just going to jump right to this, guys. Revelation 4. I'm just I'm going to read more of Revelation 4, but I just want to start right now with the verse that really captured me for tonight. Uh, Revelation 4, verse 10. The 24 elders fell down before him, or fall down before him who is seated on the throne, and worship him who lives forever and ever. And they cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. Uh, As I was thinking and really praying about the message tonight, I had this, this passage, this verse, this image, really. Uh, the Lord was not only just letting me see words, but I really was picturing these 24 elders just casting down their crowns before the throne of God. And it's just, it just was so arresting to me. And I'm like, well, what are you trying to say? In this passage, we talk. I mean, we're a body that really likes Revelation because there really is a lot of meat in Revelation, and there's a lot of symbolism, but there's really a lot of imagery that reveals who God is and reveals how God interacts with His people in Revelation. Uh, and so I'm sitting there reading this, and I'm like, what are you trying to say to dwelling on this night? And all I kept hearing were two words. I guess it's three, but. Crowns and thrones, thrones and crowns. And it just kept repeating, crowns and thrones, thrones and crowns. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, okay, well that's not a message. I don't really know what to do with that. Um, 
crowns and thrones, thrones and crowns, and 24 elders casting their crowns before the throne of God. I'm like, you know what would know, be really cool? It's if somebody, and I'm just imagining, I have no idea who it would be, I'm imagining if somebody off the street, if somebody walked in wearing a crown tonight, I'm like, that would be just so cool. <laughs> and uh, such a confirmation that you were speaking. I don't know what, but that you were speaking. And I'm sitting here talking to Travis, and he's like, how do you feel about the message tonight? I was like, I'm being good, Travis, but all I keep thinking is crowns and thrones, thrones and crowns, and I'm not really sure what to do with that. And I was like, yeah, I just thought it'd be cool if somebody walked in wearing a crown. And then he's like, dude, look! Much of chapter four or not, 
we're going to read it. Uh, I think it's good to hear it. Um, starting in verse 1, it says, After this I looked, and I was uh, John the Revelator. Uh, after this I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I had heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. And at once I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne stood in heaven, with one seated on the throne. And he who sat there had the appearance of Jasper and Carnelian. And around the throne was a rainbow that had the appearance of an emerald. Around the throne were twenty-four thrones, and seated on the thrones were twenty-four elders, clothed in white garments with golden crowns on their heads. And from the throne came flashes of lightning, and rumblings, and peals of thunder. And before the throne were burning seven torches of fire, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was, as it were, a sea of glass like crystal. And around the throne, on each side of the throne, are four living creatures, full of eyes in front and behind, the first living creature like a lion, the second living creature like an ox, the third living creature with the face of a man, and the fourth living creature like an eagle in flight. And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, are full of eyes all around. And within, and day and night, they never cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who is seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the twenty-four elders fall down before him who is seated on the throne and worship him with, who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed. And we're created. Guys, I think that part of what the Lord is trying to uh, establish, there's a, there's a few things that, that I think are going on here. First of all, I didn't realize this, but I did a, just a, a brief little word search. And Revelation is really all about the throne of God. Everything that's going on, it is, it is, it is uh, based in this position of God sitting on the throne making his pronouncements and judgments. The word throne appears by my count 37 times in Revelation. Y'all may have known that, I didn't know that, but there is just such heavy emphasis on who's on the throne and where things, all these things that are being released upon the earth, what's their basis for them being released on the earth is coming from the very throne that God is sitting on. God who reigns forever and ever. God who is the ruler and creator of all things. They are, Revelation is couching its entire message. It's establishing that this is not a weak and fickle and uh, vulnerable God to the forces around them, but God is established on his throne. So in our lives today, because Revelation was a message written, you know, 2,000 years ago, it still is, is real for us today. So in our world today, with everything that's going on, we know that the throne of God is established and that what happens on the earth is subject to his rulership. 
We can take confidence in that. We can live knowing that there's nothing shaking him from his throne. That it is established. That should be a comfort to us. We know in other passages in the New Testament it talks about Jesus not only everything being created through him and by him uh, and for him, but him sustaining all that is. So here we have God on the throne sustaining all that we are, and we can rest in peace, even with turmoil and chaos is going around. We can know that what is happening around us, there is a firmness in the rulership of God. There's other places where thrones are mentioned, and it's uh, a lot of times it has to do with God's throne. Sometimes it has to do with uh, ruling powers. Uh, but it also, there, it says Satan has a throne in, on the earth. John wrote to one of the churches, and it says, I know that you exist where Satan's throne is. And so we know that there are, you know, Domains and powers where the enemy has a stronghold and has an encampment on the earth. It is so our earth is not finished. It is not a completely obviously it's not a completely sanctified place. It's not the kingdom of heaven yet. But as his people, we do carry the life of heaven within us, and we do get to live in this world. And know that our authority and our power and our very being comes from an established throne of heaven. And so when I'm reading this passage about God's throne, which is just a majestic, beautiful picture. Uh, just amazing in, in the colors, in the materials that are described, the rainbow encircling, and then these wild, four-living creatures uh, that are uh, around the throne full of eyes. It's, it's an amazing picture, but I still just get arrested by these 24 elders when God is glorified and praised by these four living creatures. Then they fall down and they throw their crowns on the ground before It's just... I'm just trying to... Something awakened in these people to cause them whatever glory they were carrying. Because what's cool is these guys had guys, you know, these people had uh, thrones in heaven around the throne. And they come off their thrones. So they had like a position of authority. and the crowns that they're wearing. When it comes to a comparison of who God is, they're like, oh, it's, it's done. That's, I, can't, I cannot wear a crown in the presence of what is so beyond me. And I started like really uh, kind of digging back into you know, there, there could be some debate about who the 24 elders are, and I don't want to get bogged down in that. Um, my understanding is it's representative of the 12 tribes of Israel and then the 12 uh, disciples uh, that have come after that Jesus says, you're 
you know, I appoint you, you're going to judge. Uh, Revelation also actually has Jesus telling, uh, as the church of Laodicea, that if you overcome, you will sit on the throne with me. Travis went through that with the kids, you know, probably a month ago. I don't know if y'all remember, but he had him sit up on the throne of the sake. And so we have a promise that we get to participate uh, in Jesus' throneship, so to speak. As he sits on the throne, we get to sit on the throne in him and with him. And then the New Testament talks about us receiving crowns as well. And there's a, there's a few different places where we receive crowns. Uh, Paul has several references to it. One, he talks about uh, when you run the race, uh, run it in such a way that you're going to receive that imperishable crown. It's a charge to us that when, when, when we're living out this faith and we're taking our steps and when, you know, every one of us has our own story, our own struggle, whether it's in the natural or it's in the spiritual, we have our struggles that we are, are being tasked with overcoming. And God says, if you will run this race with me, there is a crown waiting for you that will not perish in time. But it is eternal. That's the promise that Paul gives for those who run this race in an effort to win. Not necessarily to beat other people, but to walk this faith walk all the way to the end. He goes in, other, in Philippians, he talks about uh, the Philippian church in 4.1. He talks about them being his crown. And he makes a similar reference in 1 Thessalonians. He says, you're my joy or my crown of pride. And so there is, there is a, what I'm reading here, this Paul's language, not mine, is there almost like, it's not an ownership, but it is a, like a fathership, that when you minister to people, who they are in Jesus, and they're walking out life with Jesus, is a crown that we get to carry. Guys, it's not just about, you know, doing the right things and all that, but we are so bonded in the Spirit that we get to claim one another. And so there's a there's a real part of me. I'm going through these crowns because I wanted to know what the what the 24 elders were really throwing down. Is it just some decoration to make heaven look better? Because I don't think it is. And that's what I want you to know. Like they're throwing down substance. You're receiving substance in the life that you live. It's a promise that we have that not only is it running the race receives a crown, but when we minister to each other, we get to claim one another as a crown that we can like basically brag about. And I think when that's what I think when, when we get to heaven, there's even going to be this bragging of, oh yeah, the people who are dwelling, they minister to me. That's why they got that crown with my name on it. I ministered to them, that's why I got this crown with their name on it. 
That's pretty cool, because it's like the continuing testimony of Jesus all the way into heaven through the things that we get to do for one another. I think that's what Paul's saying is, hey, Philippians, you're my crown. I'm going I'm to carry you wherever I go. You people in Thessalonica, you too, you're my crown. In Timothy, he talks about receiving the crown of righteousness. But he also says that the people who loved Jesus' appearing will receive that same crown of righteousness. So we've got some places where, you know, you're just you're living the life and you're staying with it, and that's going to earn you a crown. We've got other places where it's, hey, if we're doing this together, we get a crown by our doing this together because we get to claim each other. And then there's this other thing of, I love Jesus and I'm so grateful that he came and that he appeared among us. And because my heart is turned in that direction, we get a crown. In James, it talks about perseverance under trial uh, will give us the crown of life. In 1 Peter, it talks about, uh, and this specifically deals with elders, but, and I've said this to you guys before, Travis talks about your gifts, and, and I believe in your gifts, and there's a part of me that even want to get up here tonight and talk about how every one of you have a role in this body, and I'm so grateful for every one of you, and I challenge and encourage every one of you to step into your role and your gifting and ability in this body. Like Travis said, we receive you, we welcome you, and I challenge you with it. Not pressuring you, because we don't do that very well. But I do challenge you in the spirit. I'm serious about that. Pressure is bad. Uh, I have a teacher, uh, Jay Term, I love him, uh, who said, I hate pressure and I think you do poorly under pressure, so I'm going to try to put pressure to do this work. And I'm like, you're my guy. And, uh, so there's not a pressuring here. But it truly is an invitation to experience the fullness of life in God in this community by saying, I put myself and all that I am in my strengths and in my vulnerabilities. I put myself out there to you guys. So we do welcome that. But there is this passage, I, I tell you that because this passage in 1 Peter is dealing with elders of the church, kind of leaders. But I, I tell people frequently, one of the cool things about dwelling is we're just a house full of people that could share the Word of God each week. We aren't necessarily reliant on one person to deliver the Word, but I would trust every single person in this room to deliver the Word. And in that, I also see you with spiritual authority. Not only just to be able to share you know, what God's doing, but I see you guys, every one of you, as carrying spiritual authority, not only here, but out there. And so when it says this is directed to elders, I really, I, at least my, my desire is that this would apply to every one of y'all. Because it says that if... When, if you serve well as an elder, when the chief shepherd appears, you receive the crown of glory. It's another invitation to receive giftings and blessings from Jesus. 
And then in Revelation, it talks about being faithful to the end and receive the crown of life. And then there's also the part where uh, there's the man on the white horse who's given a crown before he's sent out into the earth to accomplish his judgments. That indicates that these crowns are not only decorative and not only trophies to say well done or you know you get to claim one another and way to go guys but it actually confers a measure of authority too i mean the guy the man on the white horse you wouldn't think needed a crown before he went out to what he did but he was given a crown and then he and so there is a crowning that god is doing in our midst. It's, I think about, a lot, especially in these days, I think a lot about some of the messages we've heard in the three years uh, that we've been here. One of them has been a real emphatic push for us to be a family, to know one another, and to love one another. And I think God is going to do that work and accomplishing that work right in our midst. But yes, there have been times where we were just a collective of people who just thought it was fun and cool to come to a little unique worship uh, experience. We got to start see great music and charisma and even demonstrations of power. And then we all just went back our separate ways and we didn't know each other that way. And I'm not telling y'all anything that hasn't been testified to. We're in a different place right now. God's been crowning this place. It's no small thing that when you go out, you are crowned as a part of this fellowship. It's no small thing to me. He is placing crowns upon us. Again, not for trophies, but to confer authority. And so what happens in this place, we carry that out. We are, in, in a sense, inheriting that authority that was released and imparted in this place, and we carry it into the domains we go to. Such that we should look a little different than the church down the street. Not better. Hear me when I, well, hear what I'm saying. But we're going to look a little different in what we bring to the communities we inhabit because of what we partake in and receive when we're here in this collective. Crowns that we carry. It's a really, in my opinion, it's, it's a really cool thing that God has been doing it, that He is doing. And I partly want to encourage you tonight to recognize that he has been doing a work and even and I've been beating that drum for about a year now he has been doing a work and even when we don't see it or feel it we must believe and continue to walk in that knowledge that he has put a crown upon us and if we didn't know it before we heard even Ryan's testimony of hey I just showed up here and while you guys were moaning and complaining about I don't know what God's doing I don't know what to do we're just kind of trying to figure it out we're lost we're we're not here very long. Ryan's like, I see heaven open up before me, and it's because of you guys. 
Do you not think he's a gift to this place? A messenger from heaven? To come in and say, you guys have kind of gotten used to this and you don't see what I'm doing in your midst. But I'm going to bring him in to not only receive, but then to tell you. You are a gift and I am doing a work in you. Be encouraged. Because sometimes the slow progressions aren't easy to see. And you can get sucked into, I mean, it's just like when you're growing up, except for when your legs are just like aching from a growth spurt, you don't realize, and parents even do this, you don't realize that you're growing right before, I mean, in, in real time. Until all of a sudden you pull out a little pencil thing and check, and you're like, oh my gosh. He just grew three inches in the last ten months. What just happened there? When did it happen? What's wrong with your pants? Have I been driving too much? I mean, that's, that's what we see as parents. It's like, oh gosh, we can have buy you all new clothes now. God's doing that stuff in our midst, guys. And I, I want to also not only challenge you to step into who God's made you be, I also want to challenge you to reflect on the journey he's had us on and the things he's done in our midst. Because he has been at work. And I, I look out and I see stories. I see stories right in front of me. Journeys that each one of you have had to encounter. Uh, well, or journeys that you've had to take where you've encountered obstacles. You've seen hardships, but you've seen victories. And I look out and I see stories now of, of even current hardships. And I encourage you, in this current moment, know that he has never, never failed. And maybe we don't get what he, what we think we should get. But he gets us to where he wants us to be. And he promises us it will overcome in this thing. And overcoming is by his grace. If we overcome in this thing, we receive our crown. Guys, you are my crown. And I believe that Jesus, well, let's just say, you are my crown. And I'm delighted to wear this crown. And I am your crown. But even with all that encouragement and all that goodness, I still can't get away from the elders just throwing the crowns down before God. Because it's like they just encountered something that was so much better than all the goodness that he could give. Go figure. Again, I don't know who these specific 24 are, if they're representative of their actual people. John Saul, I have no doubt of that. These guys are clothed in white, so they've been washed in the blood of the purity there. They're encircling the one throne from which all power uh, comes. All authority comes. So they're sitting in a pretty prime position. I'm not sure we don't get to 
be in that same position, but when they encounter the praises of the one who sits on the throne, they're on their face and they throw their crowns down. The NLT says they lay their crowns down. I'm like, why would you say lay? Everybody else says they cast their crowns down. Like, get it off of my head because it does not compare to the beauty and the worth and the holiness and the majesty that I'm standing before right now. Why would you say lay it down like it was some polite gesture? They're so struck by the holiness and majesty of God, the one who created all things and sustains all things. And they're saying, even with what you've given, these blessings that I get to carry, I'm throwing it down because it's so much better just to be in your presence. So guys, I just want to encourage tonight, really, that crowns and thrones, thrones and crowns, if any of you beyond, you know, Travis wearing the shirt, if any of you feel like really kind of even been, uh, if this is, in other words, if God's given me that kind of word as a phrase or as a something that matters uh, to you or that you've been wrestling with, I'd love to talk to you and pray with you. I'm not putting down anybody, you don't have to create some kind of conversation. Uh, but if it is, like, oh man, I've really been wrestling with that. Let's talk. Uh, but otherwise, God's blessing this house. And he's conferring crowns upon his people. And it is for those who overcome. It is for those who are binding together with a, a community of people. And it is for those who love his appearing and living for him in that love. And when that day comes, their crown's coming for you. So know that and don't give up. Keep running the race. But don't do it just so you can get the trophy. Paul tells you to, but he's actually getting into a lot more. He wrote a whole letter about it, so read the letter. But it's not just for the trophy, but it's so he is leading us into the place of being in his presence. That when we get all these crowns and then find ourselves in our presence, we're like, thank you for the crowns. But I realize that really the crowns were the incentive just so that I get to the place where I can fall on my face before you can worship you. Because that's greater than all the crowns that could be amassed in a lifetime. Take my crowns back if I could just come and be with you. Now he doesn't ask us, he doesn't say, I'm gonna, you know, you gotta give up your crowns. It's, a, it's just a voluntary response of like, yes, I'm in your presence, I'm throwing this down. So know that he's blessing us, know that he's leading us, know that he's building us, and know that he's got things for us, but it's all in bringing us to be in His presence and to live in His presence and to recognize Him for who He truly is. Uh, so guys, that, that's what I really uh, felt led to, to bring tonight. Uh, and I'm not, I don't, I, I, that's just what I felt led to bring tonight. And crowns and thorns, crowns and crowns. I'm going to just pray over you guys, and, and if anybody wants prayer, 
Uh, I'm happy to pray. As I've said many times, this whole house is happy to pray with each other. So uh, grab somebody. Don't leave here. Can I just say this? I said it to them already. I know I'm over time, but I just felt like last week Joseph was, and, and Jen were just in, 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 they were just Jesus walking along, delivering the words of Jesus. And they were being faithful in what they were doing. And then you got Krista and Noel that are like these second or third tier people in Jesus' day, like the woman with the issue of blood, the blind Bartimaeus that were like, Jesus is here. Jesus is here. I'm going after it. I've got to get a touch of him. And it spoke to me on a, on a couple of different levels. One, it just showed me the Holy Spirit's at work in our midst. Two, you guys did what you were called to do. Just walking down the road, delivering the message of Jesus. That's what he tasked you with. And then he jumped on these two to say, I'm going to give mine. I'm not going to let them pass me. And it was just such a beautiful picture to me of how the church operates when it's operating as a melt. The burden was on you guys to prophetically discern who really needs this message right this very second. Your burden was to be faithful to what God told you to do. And you guys should do the burden of I need this for my people. And, and that's a word for you guys. These kids, they're your people. And they're going to be your crowns. The kids that you get to be with right now, they're going to be your crowns. And you're going to be theirs. That's some of the stuff Paul's talking about. And it's what I'm talking about when I say what happens in here goes out there. So, I'm supposed to pray for you guys. I'm going to pray for you guys. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that you're not dependent on me. But that your spirit speaks. Your spirit ministers. That you are at work in our midst. So, Lord, I pray that your word would minister to the people in this place. If, if, Lord, however you want to do what it is that's on your heart to do, I just, I take my hands off. I thank you for the crowns that you give us, for the ways that you invite us uh, and encourage us in our daily walks. But I also thank you that Really, the invitation is to know you and to worship you and to be in your presence. That you are drawing us into that place of intimacy and communion with you. So, Lord, we rejoice tonight. We thank you that this, I said earlier, this is a house where the lamp is burned. That you are walking in our midst. That you are guiding us. 
we recognize you as the one in throne, on the throne. We praise you in this place. In Jesus' name. Amen, you guys. Uh, I bless y'all. Uh, yes. Uh, Ryan, thank you. And everybody else, I can't wait to find out what y'all can bring to this house. We've seen some cool stuff. Y'all know we've seen some cool stuff. And uh, so don't be shy. Bring who you are. Let God do what he does. So blessings. Peace. Unless anybody has anything else, it's a great night to be with Jesus. Do you? You sure? <laughs> Rock on. All right. I love you guys. Thank you all.